Um, Sefer HaMitzvah, the Rambam, we're doing the 33rd positive command, the Mitzvah Lamed Gimel. And this is the command that the Kohanim were instructed to uh, put on specific garments that should be for honor and for beauty, and only afterwards may they serve in the Mikdash. And that's based on the Pasuk in Shmois, Perik Chavches, Pasuk Beis. Over there Hashem says, You shall make uh, holy garments for your brother Aaron, for his sons, and, and, and for honor and for beauty. And then further it says, that's for Aaron himself. And in the next posse, in Perik of Tes, Perik Hay, it says also, Vezbon of Kutonis. And his son, bring clothes, dress them up with his shirts. Those were the garments for the regular Kohen. And then he had the special garments that went for the Kohen Godol. So he says, these are the, the, the garments of the Kahuna. There are eight garments for the Kohen Godol. And there are four garments for the ordinary Kohen. They both, they have to wear those garments when they do the service. Any time that a Kohen shall serve lacking any of these specific garments that is the uh, design for that service, uh, his service is no good. In addition to that, he would also be liable for death by the hands of, of the heaven. I mean to say, a person who, a Kohen that works, a Kohen God works not with the proper lacking and the garments that he's supposed to be wearing. And this is the way they counted it in the Talmud Sanhedrin, that he is one of those who would be mechuyev, enumerates all those people who would be liable for death by the heavens. One of them is one who serves a Kohen that serves lacking while lacking the uh, the garments. And this, there is no Pasik, but in the Pasik it says, uh, so there's no clear Pasik that says that you're not allowed to serve uh, without all the garments. It just says we have a mitzvah to say we have to uh, to put on the garments. That's the mitzvah to say. Uh, but over here, so it's explained uh, in the Pasik what it says. The, the, the Pasik says you should uh, gird them with a, with, a, uh, with a belt, with an avnate, and then they should become, that should be kuna. That's in uh, Pasik Tes over there, in uh, Vayikra, in Shemais, Chavches Pasik Tes. But um, what does it mean? So it means like this. That when they have their garments on them, they are considered to be kohanim. If their garments are not on them, then they're not kohanim. And they are considered to be non-kohanim. In other words, and what happens if a non-kohen serves? We'll explain later on that he gets the misa. He gets misa by the shemayim. He gets misa by the hands of heaven. So, which means to say... It's not for lacking of the garments. There's no possible lacking the garments. But we know that lacking garments creates the situation that you're no longer a Kohen. And if you're no longer a Kohen and you're serving in the temple, that's like a non-Kohen serving in the temple. Because at that point, if you don't have the garments, you're a non-Kohen. And for that you get Misev Deshemayim. In Sifrod it says, it says, He placed the Choshen upon Aaron. It says the first time described in the Torah. So this portion is teaching us for that time and also for the touched for the
for, for generations to come. Is that the breastplate, the choshen? Yeah. The uh, teaching for the uh, daily service and the service of Yom Kippur, that when he says, place the choshen, is for the daily and also for the service of Yom Kippur. Every day you serve with golden garments. But on Yom Kippur, you serve with linen garments. That depends. The main services of the day uh, on Yom Kippur were done with linen garments, those that were designated for Yom Kippur. And he changed constantly five times. He changed between each one of the garments. Changed five times on Yom Kippur. Five times in the mikvah. That's right. He changed it out in between. And it's already explained in the language of Zifra that putting on these garments is a mitzvah say. So where do we see this? That it's actually a positive mitzvah. It's not just something to do. So he says, or that makes them into a Kohen, but he says, uh, how do we know? This is based on the, on the, on the, on the, on the Talmud. It says, how do we know that Aaron isn't wearing these garments just a matter of showing greatness? But you should, it's fulfilling the command of the king. It's not just like a king would have a special robe or, you know, somebody. So he's a priest, so a Kohen, he would have a special robe. No, no. He says, how do we know that the putting on the thing is for fulfilling God's command, not just to be adorned with beautiful clothing. That's why the Pesach says in Vayikro Perik Tezayim Pesach Tamedvav, he says Vayas Kasher Tziva Hashem Moshe. He did, Aaron did, as God commanded Moshe. What do you mean he did? To say that these garments, even though they are most beautiful, they're gold, they are Shoham stones, Yashvi stones, and others, most beautiful, from the very, very precious, expensive stones were put into those garments. You should not intend to your own pleasure, your own benefit, but fulfilling the mitzvah that Hashem commanded Moshe alone, that Hashem is the Hashem of Moshe, as Moshe has done. And um, um, and that is, Hashem commanded him that you should wear these garments all the time in the Beis Hamikdash. The details of this mitzvah, all of them have been articulated in the second chapter of, of Zevachim, Tractate Zevachim, and in places in Tractate Kippurim and in Tractate Sukkot. Here we're doing the 73rd mitzvah prohibition, a mitzvah in Gimel in the Sefer Mitzvah, the Rambam. That is the warning that we've been warned not to enter into the Mikdash, into the sanctuary, or not to give instructions of the Torah in any law of the Torah while we are intoxicated, while we're in a situation of being drunk. And that is based on the verse in the Torah, which it says in Vayikra chapter Yud, in verse Tes through Yud Aleph, the Torah says there, Yayin v'sheichar al Wine and beer or old wine, don't drink when when you enter into the tent of meeting, that's to the sanctuary. And also, when you are instructing the laws 
to the Bnei Yisrael. The language of the Talmud is Shosodaviyis al Yoda. If you had drank a quart of a quarter of a lua a luk, that's a revis, like it's enough to make kiddush on. If you drank that much, then you can't any more instruct that's called intoxicated. And the punishment for the prohibition, there is a difference. And that is that a person who is drunk is prohibited to go from in between the ulam and the mizbeach together with the entire hechel. Again, the way the, the, the way the setup of the Beis Hamikdash worked, you had the mizbeach that was the the furthest port and further in the courtyard. Then there is the space between the mizbeach and the ulam. That's the foyer or the corridor before going into the hechal. And then you get into the hechal, which is the actual room of the sanctuary, where the various vessels of the Beis Hamikdash stood inside of the hechal. So he says. One who is drunk is prohibited to enter from the in between the ulam and the mizbeach with the entire hechel. If you enter there, then you'll be liable for lashes. But if you did service on the temple while you were drunk, then you would be liable for death by the hands of the heaven, not by the not by the court. But if you drank uh, any item that would intoxicate you, but it's not wine, you drank any intoxication uh, and you served, you would still be liable for lashes, but not for death by the hands of the heaven. You wouldn't be liable for that. Anyone who instructs while he's drunk, while he's intoxicated, whether he's a Kohen or he's an Israelite or Israel, he violates a prohibition. Whether he's drunk wine, because he drank wine, or he is drunk for being intoxicated from any other kind of, 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 of liquor or whatever, where it makes him drunk. The language of the Sifra, the verse states, Yayin al Tesh, don't drink wine. So the Sifra says, Ain le yayin. So I only know that there is a problem about wine. Where do we know that also the other items that would intoxicate you are also prohibited? How do we know that? Because shechor means like beer or anything that is intoxicates. So if everything is prohibited, so we ask him, So why does the Torah say wine? Should just say shechor means anything makes you shikar, anything intoxication. Why does it have to specify then wine? Because he says, for wine, you get death by the hands of the heavens. But you get misa. But the rest of the things that intoxicate you, there's only a warning, which means it comes with lashes, but it doesn't get misa. Radiri says, how do we know that it's only during the time of service that they can't drink? Because the verse says, tell the sons of Aaron and his sons, don't drink any wine. Maybe it means they're never, maybe a Kohen is never permitted to drink any wine. How do we know that it's talking about specifically 
when they're doing the service that it's prohibited to drink the wine, to be intoxicated. So it said, This is you and your sons with you when you come to the tent of meeting. That means it's referencing when you're going to do the service. They further said over there, Maybe you might learn because it says over there that they should die. That if a if a Israelite goes and rules a law while he's intoxicated, maybe he should also be punished by death by the heavens. Because the verse says, "You," referring to Aaron and your sons with you, and you shall not die. That means that. Uh, penalty of death is only uh, reserved for a Kohen who does the work while he's intoxicated with wine. But the Jew would not be liable for the death penalty just for instructing. The details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the fourth chapter of the Tractate of Croesus. The prohibition number 87, the mitzvah pays Zion and safer mitzvah the Rambam. This is the warning that we've been warned not to detach, take apart the choyshen, that's the breastplate from the ephod, from the uh, apron, uh, the Kohen Gadol that he was wearing. The Pasuk says in Shmois Perik Chofches, Pasuk Chofches, Evelo Yizach HaChoyshem Ala Ephod. The Choshen shall not be removed moved from the Ephod, but rather it needs to be connected to it. The end of Marcus, they said also that when they talk about those who are liable for lashes, he says, Moses asks, uh, but there is, the Gemara says, there one who moves the Choshen, and the warning for this comes from the Pasuk So here we see that one who moves the Choshen, Removes the chayshin, takes apart the chayshin from the ephod, would get the lashes. Prohibition number 88, the mitzvah preches in the central mitzvah of the Rambam. That's the warning that we've been warned not to rip the mouth of the coat of the Kayan Godl, but rather it should be woven as an end and a, uh, and, 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 and a boundary. It's like a hemd, it should be like hemd. And you're not allowed to. That's the Pesach says, It should be like the end, like the mouth of a sachra, which is like a ham. It should not be ripped. And one who rips it with scissors or similar would be liable for lashes for violating the prohibition of lo yikoreya. Here we're doing the Sefer Mitzvah, the Rambam, the prohibition number 163, the Mitzvah Kuf Samach Gimel. This is the warning that the Kohanim have been warned not to enter into the Beis Hamikdash while their hair is grown. You know, uh, this is um, this is uh, talking about like there's the mourners. Uh, they don't uh, have their hair organized. They just let them uh, wild. You know, you can't you can't serve like that. Um, the verse states, "Rosheicha Maltifro, don't." Let your hair, your heads be uh, just wild, uh, uncovered in a way that it's, it's, it's not uncombed or just like in a way of, of mourners. Uh, the Targum translate, Le Targum Padrua. Don't uh, have it uh, open. Cheskel in the Novi, Memdalat Chof explains, 
upera lo yishalechu. Uh, not to be in a debt status of uncovered or un- uncombed. Uh, also, by the Mitzorah, it says, the Torah says, also the Torah says, a person who has leprosy, his head should be uh, uncovered wild, basically. Um, so, in the Sifra, it says, you got lupera, I mean, that you have to grow wild, I mean, let your hair just grow. Um, further, the language of is, when it says, don't let your hair grow. No more, they don't take haircuts. They let their hair, their hair grows. That's based on the Pasuk. It says, uh, your hair, uh, you should not let grow. That was specifically told by the Kohen Gadol when his son, when Aaron, when his sons died. He told him the, to them and the other sons that they should not let their hair grow, which means that normally they, uh, they would. Um, 30 days usually it's called, uh, but uh, the, and actually till you um, tell them it's enough to, uh, that's the way usually we, that you would yell at them and say, why don't you go take a haircut, that's why you wait, that's what we did. Um, this uh, prohibition has been duplicated by Kohen Gadol, uh, the Pasuk says over there, uh, also shouldn't let his hair grow, um, and it's also duplicated uh, uh, reason for it well we already have a Pasuk saying because don't think that this that was said to Lozum this summer that they shouldn't let their hair grow that's only because of the mace so you think that they shouldn't treat uh, because they're in the morning and their brother died so or the son died so they shouldn't really uh, let their hair grow but if you're doing so you're just letting your hair grow not in a sign of mourning that should be permissible. So the Torah explains by Kohen Godel that that has really to do with the service uh, that he needs to be groomed. He needs to be... Um, so it, it basically letting hair grow is synonymous with uh, not being groomed or being wild, the hair wild. Uh, I mean, one can argue he can put the hair in a ponytail or do other things with it, but... Uh, this is usually, if you let your hair grow, that's considered to be uh, going wild. One who would violate this prohibition, serve in the Beis HaMikdash, while they have uh, long hair, um, would get Misa, uh, which means Misa by Hashem. Uh, if he serves while he has uh, uh, long hair, uh, those are also, they, they include them, and those who get Misa, those who are uncovered heads, the Pasuk says, don't die, you won't die, because if you let your hair grow, then you'll die. So it means uh, that if they go into the, but if you go into the sanctuary with long hair, but he did not serve, he just went into the Migdash, then there is just uh, a warning against it. The Torah says, don't go into the Migdash like that, but he would not get the penalty of death. So there is, there is a prohibition. Uh, the Rambam writes in the beginning that if your hair is organized, seemingly, that's not a problem. I mean, so just growing the hair, because the Rambam writes right in the beginning, you can't do it like the mourners do, that they don't organize, they don't collect organize their hair. So I'm, 
I'm saying that if your hair is organized, even though it's a little grown, it should be okay. But uh, while he brings down all the translation, he says, don't let your hair grow, don't let your hair grow. But apparently, it also means grow and not organized and uh, not groomed. I mean, something, something like that. Um, in Sefer Amitzvah, number 164, the prohibition, uh, that's the warning that the Kohanim have been warned not to enter into the Beis Hamikdash while their garments are ripped, rendered, similar to a sign of mourning. Um, and uh, the Pasik talks that and uh, the, the, it says, don't render your garments so you won't die. In the Pasik, when it talks about the sons of Aaron when they died, and the saying it to Aaron and, 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 and to his sons who were mourning their brothers and their son. And the language of Sifro, it says, Don't rip, don't render your garments. And also, this prohibition has been repeated by the Kohen Gadol. It says, The Pasik says over there, he should not render his garments. Uh, so he says, I want you to know that a Kohen Gadol, even not during the time of his service, is prohibited to render his garments for a uh, from the news, that's the Kriya that we do, about a mace that somebody died. And that was the reason why the Torah added this additional prohibition to him that he shouldn't render his garment at all, not even when he's not serving in the temple. In the Sifra, they say like the Reisha Yifrov, God of Yifrov, he says, Al Mesoi. Over there he says, this is talking about not to let his hair grow wild and not to. Uh, render his garments for the deceased just as people would do that they would let their hair grow or go wild and they would render their garments for people to die. How so? A coin godl is um, is renders from the bottom and the ordinary from the top. Apparently uh So he says, I'm not sure exactly got to tell you what but it, it seems over here that he does do it on the bottom in an inconspicuous way. I have to look that up, but that's what he brings down here from the uh, Sifra. But the ordinary does it from the top. So maybe when the Torah says not to, not to uh, render, he's talking about really about, um, talking about the top, invisible. But the Rambam just brings down not to, in the, in the beginning, this is from the Sifra. But in the beginning, he just says uh, not to enter the Mikdash, not to enter the Kodesh with a rendered garment. It says like this. So now the Rambam uh, articulates. It says like this. Anyone who served while his garments were rendered, he would also be liable for Misa. Because it says, you would be liable for death for serving with rendered garment. Just like if you served with your hair... Um, uh, wild, uh, unca- wild in the uh, in, in, in because the law for one who is wild here is here is wild and his garment is are ripped is the same but to enter the, uh, to the sanctuary to the Migdash in that situation that's only a prohibition you don't get the penalty of Misa for if you don't do the service Misa B'Shemayim? yes, B'Shemayim the Kohen Gadol only 
is never allowed to, but this uh, only even the prohibition is against going into the uh, Migdash. But the, okay, there's a prohibition, but a Kohen Godel, only a Kohen Godel, the high priest himself is prohibited ever to let his hair grow or ever to render his garment, even without entering into the Migdash. He's just not allowed to do it ordinarily. That's why he duplicated. This is the difference between the Kohen Godel and the Kohen Hedjit, and that's what he said before the Torah says a special prohibition, because the Kohen Godel is not allowed to do that even when he's not serving in the temple. He's still not allowed to uh, render his garment, or in this case we're talking about uh, yeah, rendering his garment, or as we learned earlier about uh, letting his hair grow.